apostolic legacy, and we have a, a great legacy and a great history and, uh, for many, many years. And um, the question is, what is the prize? <clears throat> what is the prize at the end of all of this? And been uh, reading in Revelation and studying in Revelation and teaching a hyphen group in Revelation. And we all know that heaven is our prize or eternal life, time with the Lord is our prize. But when you begin to study this word and study the word of God from beginning Genesis all the way through till the end of Revelation, there is another prize that is being, that is up for grabs. And that is worship. Worship is the prize. And I know when, you know, there are mandates and there are fears and there are situations and we hear about people being sick or in the hospital and some are immediately, you know, they're concerned and have every right to be and they stay up all night and stay up worrying and fretting and I, I get it. I understand it. I, I, I understand the be feelings of being overwhelmed and yet what you have to recognize is don't allow a spirit steal your praise or your worship. As Brother Rob, you know, come on, let's worship, and we talk about that. It is that level of worship that was always the prize. Because the word worship, especially in the New Testament, we can look at it in the New Testament, we can look at it in the Old Testament. But in, in the New Testament, the word worship, as you read in the Bible, has several different meanings in the Greek. And you can just go to Strong's or Blue Letter Bible or whatever your app is, and, and you can find the word worship and click on it and read the Strong's concordance and figure out what the words mean, worship, wherever it is written, and find out how many times it's used, and all of the above. And there are actually four or five different words that are translated from the Greek to worship, and they mean different things. Uh, one of the first words that you find in the New Testament under worship uh, is proskenio, uh, proskenio. Uh, eh, proskenio, as they would maybe say it. I don't really know Greek, but it means to kiss, like a dog licking a master's hand. It means to, to lick the hand of a master. It actually comes from the word made up of two different Greek words. One word, which means dog, and then to lick, to lick like a dog would lick. And I know some people let their dog lick them in the nose and in the mouth and in the face and lick their hands and dogs like to lick, lick, lick. And I understand there's a Bible story about the dogs licking the wounds, but I, I just uh, was not one that I could handle that very much. I'll just be candid with you. We had a dog, but I, I wasn't, you know, I, I, he, you keep that in there, in your mouth. Not, <laughs> Not on me, but I, whatever, I'm not, 
being critical. I'm just telling you that was, that was you know, that's my phobia. Uh, you know, whatever. So I'm just saying that's what this word means. Uh, proskenio, uh, proskenio. And it is found not the first time in the New Testament, but one of the times to kind of give you an understanding of the word is in Matthew the fourth chapter and the eighth through the tenth verses where it says the devil took him up uh, to a high mountain and the devil there uh, shows him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and said unto thee, uh, unto him, all these things will I give you if you will fall down and worship me. That fall down and worship me, the devil, it's actually that proskenio word where it means to lick my hand. If you will submit to my authority, basically was what the devil said. Because worship, you know, is that of submission to authority. It is, that is the authority in my life. Now, you may say, well, I love the bucks, and yet they're not my authority. You may praise the bucks, or you may, well, you know, yell and scream for the bucks, but they're not my authority. I understand that, but there's a different Greek word for that. This word that the devil used had to do with submission, submitting to authority submitting as a dog would submit to his master. Jesus, of course, used that very same word when he responded to Satan. And he said, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt proskenio, you shall worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Now, that sense of uh, when was it first used there in the New Testament was actually um, found in the, the same word was there uh, in Matthew whenever the Bible says the wise men. You remember the wise men came to Jesus to see the baby and they said that when they came in they said we have come to find the king and we've come to worship him. And they used that Greek word to bow down to fall at his feet. And that's what they did. When you read Matthew, the second chapter, the second verse, the 11th verse, it says they fell down and worshiped him. Now you can immediately recognize that this conflict goes all the way back to the garden where, uh, you know, who is going to be the authority in your life? To whom are you going to worship? Who are you going to worship? You say, well, I worship the Lord. Is he your authority? Well, I worship the Lord. Well, is the word your authority? Or do you make up your own authority? If you make up your own, you're not proskenio. You're not that kind of worshiping the Lord. You know, that's why the Lord would have his word say, not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, is submitted to my authority. So, worship. And we've been singing, and I appreciate this group, they've been great. They've been coming and singing. And I know it's limiting because we've not been able to get rotation. And, and I get it. But let me tell you, not everybody that says Lord, Lord, because not everybody is submitted to the Lord in real worship. Now you see, that's what went back to the garden. As I mentioned, Adam and Eve, and the Lord had one rule. And so... 
the enemy came in and he began to talk to him and it became, who are you going to listen to? Who are you going to believe? Who is going to, you going to submit yourself to? Are you going to make up your rules? Well, I don't think this is bad. I think I can do whatever. And we're feeling that sense of even within our nation, and I, I get it, I, I understand, because when the Lord came, he wanted to establish a kingdom. Now, we've never lived under a kingdom in the United States. Some of you that are watching online may have, but most of us have never been in a kingdom because French Revolution and other revolutions and people stepped out from under the tyranny of kingdoms. And I get that. I am not here to say that a kingdom is the best way, but we don't understand what absolute authority means absolutely. We live in a great country, country I'm very happy to be a part of, and yet we have what's called democracy, which means the people rule. We get to vote. We get to say, we don't like your, your ideas. We don't like what you're doing. And supposedly there is a peaceful transition every two years or four years or whenever it is that takes place. And we're not supposed to be shooting and killing and armies and coups. And there are some countries that are still under that. And yet, the Lord, when he talked about coming, he wants to be called and is called the King of The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. There is, he demands total submission. It is not a democracy. You don't democratically live for God. Well, I get to make, if I don't like those rules, I just rip that page out. If I don't like this, I just, I, I just ignore that. You will right now get by with that. But we have felt, and I know the spirit that we felt driving this very sense among our nation where, you know, <clears throat> which theory is better? And so everybody listens and and uh, fine, they send them to me. You know, they hear a video, and they hear somebody report, and they send it to me. Now, what are you going to do about that, Pastor? What are you going to do about this? And what are you going to make? Uh, and what what are you going to do here? What are you going to do there? Because I don't really trust the this. And I don't trust this guy because I think he's trying to get a vaccine, and I don't trust the vaccine because I think they're trying to use genetic markers, and I don't think they're. And I, I'm not telling you to put your head under a blanket and pretend that none of that's true but what I'm telling you is if it were a true kingdom guess what we couldn't do that you just obey or you get shot and I understand our local sheriff has you know came back with a statement the other day I somebody sent it to me I said you know, we're not going to enforce wearing masks. As a matter of fact, you know, call the health department. I'm sure Sister Vicki liked that line. Because <laughs> they're saying, we didn't ask for this. The governor told us. So it's like, you know, and so they, they come to me. Pastor, what are you going to tell people? I said, you know, I'm not, I'm not the sheriff. I'm not going to call the health department. I don't know. Call them if you've got a problem with it. I don't know. We're going to encourage, we're going to open it, we'll help people. I, I'm not going to, 
But you understand, that's the privilege of living in a democracy that's not possible in a kingdom. Because there was submission to authority. And so that first temptation was, you can make up your own mind. And yet what we know and we have seen, even unfortunately in America, that when we say, get rid of all authority before long, there is what? Chaos. Because it's who's got the biggest gun, who's got the biggest muscles. And we've seen clips, and I know you have, of people just being goofy in Walmart or whatever. And people, you know, you're not going to tell me to wear a mask. I'm not going to submit to it. I'm just not. And I understand how they can feel. And I get it. But the first word that was used as worship was a submission to authority, to God himself. And now you may say, well, Pastor, I, I don't get that. I don't understand when you would come up with, you know, that, that sense. Well, let me explain it to you. When you get to the end of Revelation, it's all about worship. When you read in Revelation, the 13th chapter, they worship the dragon. They worship the beast. They cause all on the earth to worship the worship, the worship. And as many as would come worship. And in fact, whenever you, and, and all of those words are this whatever it is that submission to authority that licking the hand like a dog it's all the same word and when you get to reading it it's all about I'm submitted and so our worship really you know you say well I want I'm going to praise the Lord today well then the question becomes am I submitted even, you know, even to his cleansing power, to his healing power. Am I submitted to it? Or am I going to do what I want to do? Am I submitted to it? The Bible says in Matthew, the 8th chapter, a leper came and worshipped him. And it uses that same word, submitted to him. And said, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And the Lord put forth his hand and said, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. The cleansing power of the Lord. You know, I don't want the Lord to, to clean me up. I don't want the Lord to convict me. I, so therefore, I'm not going to worship him. I'm going to tell you, your worship, you can say, I love you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. You can sing the songs. But when you start worshiping what you're supposedly letting yourself open up to, it becomes worship. When you, you can praise and you can thank. But when you really worship, it is you are saying, Lord, I want you to cleanse me up. I want you to work on my mind. I want you to get my into my business. I want you to tell me that this is good. That's not good. I want because that's what it talks about. The blood cleanses us from all sin. And if we say we have sin, you know, uh, we are we're, we that we don't have sin. We you know we're a liar. If we confess our sin, He's faithful to forgive us our sin. And what is He wanting to do? Is to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So when I really, really worship God, I'm going to come out of there going, you know what, I, well, I got a few things I need to change. And that's why people don't ever get to worship. I can praise, I can thank, but I'm not 
reaching the depth of worship. Because when I get ready to really worship, I'm saying, Lord, Amen. cleanse me, wash me. I'm getting real with God. And I want to tell you something. You are going to worship something, somewhere, somebody. It might be a man in a white mask who comes and says, you know what, sorry, we're going to have to take your temperature. We're going to have to, huh? You will submit to somebody, somewhere, sometime. You say, not me. I'm going to. I'm going to do my own thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're going to find out. You'll submit somewhere. <laughs> I would rather submit to the presence of Almighty God. Say, Lord, wash me. Cleanse me. Oh, God, I want your uh, you uh, to touch me. What are you saying? I'm submitting to his healing power. You remember Jairus who came, the leader, the ruler. He was a, a man of authority. You know, he was a ruler. He was a religious guy. But his daughter got sick. You remember? And so he walks up to God and says God I want you to know you need to come no 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 he knew that would never cut it I'm here I got a problem at home I got a situation in my house I'm here to worship the Lord I'm here to submit God I need your help and the Bible said he worshipped him saying my daughter is dead please lay your hand on her oh yeah what are you saying? When we get desperate enough, you know, the disciples, you know, the Lord sent them, said, go across the lake. And they went and the wind was contrary and it was blowing and it was midnight and people were rowing. And all of a sudden they saw a spirit coming, what they thought was a spirit, walking on the water. Simon said, Lord, if that's you, tell me to jump in. Remember the story? Jumps in. The Lord has to save him. And when the Lord saved Simon, brought him in the boat, you know what their response was? Oh, Proskenia, Lord, we worship you. Lord, we thank you of a truth. Thou art the Son of God. <laughs> what are you saying? Well, you know, my submission or lack thereof to, to, you know, the Word of God, to the Word of God in my life. I don't want it. I don't want to have to follow it all. I want to do my own thing. And, and, you know, there was a lady that exemplified that whenever the Lord was going to Tyre and Sidon and, and the woman came from Canaan and she cried, have mercy on me, Lord. And the Lord refused to speak to her. And how rude is that? She knows. He or she he knew she, who she was talking to and she's crying out and she's saying have mercy and the Lord says you know he doesn't even answer her word and the disciples get into they join into it they realize well God you know Jesus you're not answering her and so they came to Jesus and said hey let, let us throw some rocks at her get her out of here send her away and the Bible says you know, I, I, I don't know, maybe you've ever felt that way. Uh, you know, I, follow me. I guess I'm the only one that ever feels that way. I just going in the store and forget to look down at whether I'm going in the right direction and I feel the daggers, you know. I think, oh, Lord, 
<clears throat> got out and went into a place just this week and, and you know they said you got to get your mask and I okay for sorry I went back to the car got a mask came back in just felt the daggers felt everybody looking at me like I was a leper <laughs> and I could imagine how this woman felt and yet His response when they said send her away, he said, I'm not come but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now imagine if somebody said, I'm not serving you. How are you going to respond to that? How are you going to respond to that? I don't want it. I'm not going to do it. Well, most of us say, well, either we're going to get mad and fight or we're going to go, well, okay. But not this lady. She said, oh, Lord. <laughs> She came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. I don't know if she fell at his feet. I don't know, but she humbled herself like a dog kissing the master's hand. He immediately saw that she was worshipping him. And, you know, then he even responded and said, I'm not supposed to take, you know, the children's bread to the dogs. And because she was acting like a dog, and he was saying, I'm not supposed to even give the bread to the dogs. And yet, she said, truth, Lord, but a dog gets a crumb. Remember the story? All because she worshiped like a dog, saying, oh, God, be merciful. And that moment, he said, go your way. Your daughter's healed, and we know what happened. She was healed, submitting to, because she submitted, submitting to his glory. When the disciples, after the resurrection, he appeared to them. The Bible says they came and they held him by the feet and they worshipped him. And the eleven went into Galilee into a mountain where he was. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. Some doubted. And Jesus said these words, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. So there is a certain sense when you worship, if you really worship God, you're going to submit to God. If you don't let the preacher or God or the Word of God tell you anything, you're not really worshiping. But you're going to worship somebody at some point. The beast, you will bow down to some system. Well, I, I am never, never, never going to wear a mask. I will never, never, never go to Walmart. not saying that's the system but I'm telling you that's what it's all about folks at some, I will never 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 allow a cop to tell me how fast I can drive at some point you're going to be behind bars you will submit to some authority in your life you might as well worship and submit to the authority of the word of God and the word the next word and I, I know I, I, I told you there were four or five of them, and I, I'm going to try to go a little quicker, sorry. But the next word is what I would call ascription or glory. And it's, 
The word is actually doxa. It's at the end of this verse. And where the first time it occurs in the New Testament, it's in a story, and it's a story that you probably have heard in some reference, but it, it's the Lord was saying, if you're invited to come in as a guest to a wedding, and I know we have a wedding this weekend, and, and uh, you know, <clears throat> don't freak out, and if you're able to drive through, and we're supposed to have the dumpster gone, and and you know let them let them know how many are coming and and we want to do our best uh, you know if you want to come can come you're welcome to come and and if you want to wear a mask you can wear a mask and if you want to wear it to come in and unless you know the health department stations somebody here we're just going to be okay once you get in whatever I'm I'm not <laughs> the point is we're having a wedding and that was what this story was about was weddings. And he said, if you were invited to come in a wedding and you sit in the best seat, he said, they may make you at somebody, somebody more important, you know, come in and they bump you. They go, oh, sorry, this is the best seat. And we now have the governor here. And we now have the senator here. We have the leader here. And they may make you move. We, we've tried not to do that, although, you know, I know sometimes... Folks can get, you know, that's my seat. I left my shawl on it. And, but nobody recently. We're all loving each other because it's COVID, you know, time. But anyway, he said, go and sit in the low seat and then let them say, come up higher. And he uses this phrase and the word is there. Uh, so sort of... Um, he says, go down to the lowest room, and when he's busy, you can say, friend, go up higher. Thou shalt have worship in the presence of them that sit at meat with thee. It uses that word there, thou shalt have worship. Now, what did he mean by the King, King James interpreted that word doxa as thou shalt have worship, meaning thou shalt have glory. Or ascription. Ascription means to ascribe, to laud. Whenever, if, if I came in and I'm sitting in the lowest seat and somebody comes and moves me and says, oh, here's a special seat for you to sit in. Well, then, you know, look, everybody gets to see I must be important. I would have doxa. I would have glory. If somebody comes in, recognizes who you are. Oh, so good to have you. So great that you're here. Welcome. We want, you see what I'm saying? He said, thou shalt have worship. This is one of the most frequent used words in the New Testament for worship, although it's most often not interpreted worship. It's most often interpreted glory or thanksgiving. Whenever it says, you know, when they saw that he was healed, the lepers, remember the 10 lepers? and one of them turned whenever the Lord healed ten lepers one of them saw he was healed and with a loud voice glorified God that word could be interpreted glorified, ascribed worshipped, whichever you wanted to put on the interpretation, he fell down on his face, at his feet giving thanks, he was a Samaritan and he said where there were ten cleansed, where are the other nine there's none that have returned to give glory to God save this stranger when Jesus was born the angels in heaven what did they say glory to God in the highest 
On earth, peace, goodwill toward men. It's that same word, doxa. In other words, by saying that, you're saying, He is the source. He is my source. He is my sustainer. He is the end of all things. I'm making Him bigger. Magnify the Lord with me. Why? Because when we're faced with problems and we're faced with situations, when we begin to say, Lord, you got this under control. Lord, you're in control. Lord, I don't know how you're going to solve it, but you're I'm toxic. I'm ascribing the Lord. I'm saying glory, 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 glory to God. Lord, you are great and greatly to be praised. That's worship. Oh, oh, why? Paul wrote in Romans, for I am for of him and through him and to him are all things. To whom be glory forever. Amen. The Greek prepositions, that word, that sentence of Romans 11.36 is ek, of, there is ek. It means out of, from him, out of him, by him, through him, me is dia. It means a channel. It's like a channel flows from him, out of him, by a channel, because of him, through him. And then ice to him means toward, with the end purpose that it's coming toward me. What Paul was saying is, he is the source. And without him, I can do nothing. It's all in him. Everything is all about him. Oh, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to do this. And I, oh, that's why one writer said, say the Lord willing. Why? Because without the Lord, I wouldn't wake up tomorrow. Without God's help, I wouldn't be here today. Oh, it's all from him. It's all in a channel two from him. It's all to me. I am thankful he gets the glory. I've talked to individuals, Brother Tim, I, I love him here Friday morning. I'll say, man, Brother Tim, I'm so excited. It's just a miracle seeing you here. And he'll say, to God, what's he doing? He's saying, doxa, doxa. It's not me. I wouldn't be here. It's not me. It's not by my might. It's not by my strength. It's not by my power to, oh, what are you saying? It's because of him. Oh, I know. You know, I, 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 I say do your best. You know, if, if protect yourself, wash your hands, all of that. But I'm going to tell you, you're staying away from the church, doing whatever I, you feel like you can be safe. But I'm going to tell you, it doesn't matter where you are or who you're with if it's God says I'm gonna Amen. he is my source I'm not saying be foolish but what I'm saying is you got to remember Lord it's from you it's by you it's through you everything is about you coming to me I need you that's why Paul would say even at the end of his book in Romans, to God, the only wise God, be glory through Jesus Christ. God alone, you are wise. God alone, you know what's going on. Let me tell you, I've had to pray that prayer a few weeks. 
I read, listen to one video and I listen to another one. I listen to another one and somebody sends me something else. And, uh, and you know what I finally do? I just shut it down. And I say, God, I don't know what, I don't know what to do. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I got an email from my insurance and I got an email from this and I got an email. And I don't know what to do, but I do know who's in control. God, you are in control. We'll do our best. Why? Because I want to dox a God. I, when I start getting overwhelmed and I start feeling like I start remembering to God be the glory, to God be the glory. This is about God. It's not about me. I'm so thankful for the church. This is why Paul would write for this cause. I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his doxa of his glory to be strengthened with might by the spirit in the inner man now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in him in us unto him be doxa unto him be glory unto him be glory and the church by Jesus Christ forever oh that's why we we need to just say, Lord, we give you glory. Oh, well, I don't like it. I don't like what we're going through. I don't either. But what I do know is because of Calvary, because of his blood, we can be delivered. We can be set free. Galatians, Paul said it like this. Grace be to you and peace from our God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins, delivered us from this present evil world according to the will of God our Father to whom be glory forever. He wraps up his second book to Timothy knowing he's about to die and he said the Lord should deliver me from every evil work and preserve me into his heavenly kingdom whom be glory forever and ever. What are you saying? I'm saying no matter what you're going through, no matter what's happening to you, no matter how overwhelmed you feel, I'm here to tell you, you need to make sure you give God the glory. You need to make sure you ascribe to God that Lord you are my supply liar. Oh, Paul talked to the Philippian church about giving gifts and money and he said, you guys sent me money when no one else would and he said I want you to know my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. Now unto God and the Father be glory forever and ever. What are you saying? Every time I get a hold of one of the promises of God, every time I, I, I find something in the word, a verse. I need to start quoting it and giving God the glory. Lord, you said you'd never leave. Lord, you said you'd make a way. Lord, you are able. Glory to God. Glory to God. Why? I'm worshiping the Lord. In fact, we're going to do that. I, I, last verse, and I'm at last slide. It's not, I got more words. But glory in whatever comes. And everything we do. I don't like I don't like the new mandates. I don't like I don't like any of this. Wanna know how I feel about it? I don't feel good about it. 
You want to know if I like it? No. And yet I, I, I feel bad for our seniors and those that are <coughs> immunocompromised and those that are essential workers. I, I've had to take my mom and dad to the doctors and we had to sit out in the hot sun for I wanted somebody to give me a, a drink of water. Out at Mount Carmel, they had a whole parking lot over an hour just for them to stick a swab up her nose. And they said, you got to do this on Thursday because you're going in to see the doctor on Friday. And so when they did it, then they said, well, the test won't be ready for three days. And I'm like, well, this is so dumb. I mean, I, we'll let you know in three days. I'm just, you know, I don't like it. Paul said it like this. Whether there you eat or whether you drink or whatsoever you do, do it all to the doxa, to the glory of God told Timothy in his first book he said this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ came into the world to save sinners and I'm chief how be it for this cause I obtained mercy that he might show the long suffering in a pattern now unto the king eternal immortal invisible the only wise God be honor and glory forever after waiting almost two hours I got there I came to my mother's side she was in the front seat I just started praying a blessing for those four, four folks that were there because I know they knew it was goofy and I said I don't know why but Lord will you get glory I, I was if I would have been given a bottle of water I would have been bringing it to them I would have given it to them at that moment and they had a whole trailer and they had air conditioning units and all that but I thought Oh, I can feel your presence in this car. Those folks are in those suits having to deal with something, but I can feel the glory of God. Yes. I just begin to worship. I begin to worship. I, what are you saying? That's what this is all about. The devil wants our worship. Yes. And I'm going to give my worship to God. I'm going to give my worship to God. I'm going to submit to your word, Lord. I'm going to submit to whatever. I'm going to do this not because I have to do it. But Lord, I'm going to try to obey those that I'm going to try to do my best. But I'm going to worship you and give you glory. Would you stand? I, I know we've worshiped and we've sung and we've prayed. I, there's some more words for worship. We'll talk about them tonight. And I, I appreciate all of you being here. And I don't know. They... 
between now and tonight they may say we have to go back to online but I'm going to tell you something if you're at home and you're watching this or if you have to stay at home don't let that stop you from worshiping God you do it and you have to fall on your face if you have to raise your hands if you have to clap your hands you make sure you worship God Amen.